welcome back. Thank you for joining us at TV Talk with the Sisters. Today we are going to talk about one of our favorite shows, and it's an oldie but a goodie, The Jeffersons. That's right. We're moving on up. Moving on up to the east side. <laughs> I know we finally got a piece of the pie. Yes, we do. You know, that song was sung and written by Janet Dubois from uh, Good Times. Bear with Lona getting all the chicks. Get and your right. chick with Lona. And you know, one of the secrets they just, because you know, she recently just passed. Uh-huh. They said that her real birth father was Cab Calloway. Girl, now why are they bringing up all with Lona dirt? She gone to glory. Let that lie. <laughs> Let that lie. Leave that alone now. She wrote us a good song for the Jeffersons, and we all moved up with George and Weezy. Don't don't be lying in her name now. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, he was a famous man. He was a good man. Almost as good as George. Fair listen, there will never be another George Jefferson, okay? Let me just tell you. That was another one of my after-school shows, the Jeffersons, him and Weezy. Because, listen. After you done went through the good times there, it was good to see some black people that could feed themselves every day and pay their rent every day. No shade to good times because I love you some good times. But I just love the Jeffersons because they had them a little money. You know, right. it's good to see black people with money. People, they had them a little money. People you aspire to be like. You didn't, didn't nobody want to be. Like the Evans <laughs> in good times. Okay. We all wanted to be George and Weezy and Lionel. Yes. Now, one <laughs> of the things I did learn about this show, because this show spun off from All in the Family. Yes. But And when Norman Lear created this show, he specifically wanted Sherman Hemsley to be George. And you seldom ever see George on All in the Family. You'll see his brother, Henry, but you won't see George. Because George, because Sherman was actually on Broadway doing a show. And so he couldn't be there to actually be in All in the Family. But when they, he, but Lear knew that when they spun this thing off for the Jeffersons, he wanted Sherman Hemsley in it. And he was right, because Sherman Hemsley was hilarious. And it's just wild to me that George Jefferson was on. And you know, in our community, once you one thing, you always one thing. So listen, George Jefferson was on Broadway. You know, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around him being anything other than George Jefferson. You know? Because he just lived it so well. Even when he went to 2 uh, it wasn't 227, it was the, what was the one he was the deacon on? Girl, amen. And that was just George Jefferson got saved. Yay. That's all amen was. George got saved. That's, that's all that was. After he, after Weezy passed, he done got saved and done went to church. That's all amen was. But we still loved us some George Jefferson. Okay? Yes, we did. I mean, it was one of those shows that I don't know how everyone else viewed it, but you know, we didn't have a lot of role models of black people owning businesses and being successful. 
and living amongst and around successful white people. Right. You, know, you didn't really see that in the hood. It was like, you stay on your side of town and you stay on your side of town. So when you suddenly have this family that moves and they own businesses and they're doing all this stuff, you're like, yeah, I'm cheering for George. I, yeah, if they can move up, we can all move up. You know, Weezy used to be, what, a housekeeper or a maid or stuff. We can do that. You know, there's hope. There's hope. So that's why we just love the, the Jeffersons because they, honey, they wasn't broke. And we was glad to see that. And you know what? Isabel Sanford made out like a bandit. She, here she was on All in the Family. And a matter of fact, when they told her that they was going to spin that show off, she said she didn't want to go. She said, no, nah, she would just rather keep her reoccurring role on All in the Family. And they said, look, now, we going to spin this off whether you go or not. <laughs> <laughs> and sister said, all right, well, then I guess I'm going. And, you know, she, uh, in real life, was 20 years, almost about 17, 17 to 20 years older than Sherman Hemsley. But you really couldn't look at them to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Girl, listen, you're going to have to give me a birth certificate because ain't no way I'm going to believe Weezy was that much older than George. Because let me tell you something. Weezy was looking good on the Jefferson. Okay? She looked good. Her hair, her clothes, and she wasn't no small woman. But Weezy was killing the game. I cannot believe she was that old. She was born in 1917, and he was what? born in 1938. Girl, then that's just a lie. That I need to lie. see the original. I need to talk to the doctor who delivered her, because I just don't believe yep. that Weezy was that old. Yep, and she, she carried it well. You know, black no crack. It showed though, but have you noticed in most of the shows, the black shows we watched, most of the actors were older actors playing maybe younger people. Yep. You know, you we didn't have like nowadays they have a lot of young black actors out there doing stuff. But when we were watching TV, we had people, you know, like Florida and James and you know, we throw in a damn or JJ, but uh, main people were older black people, but I never thought of them as older black people. And so I guess that is a credit to how they were cast and scripted and all of that. But looking back now, I'm thinking, man, we had some 40 and 50 year olds up there, you know, making us believe that they was, I don't know, 30s or 40s or whatever. I was like, man, man, that, that was something. Yes, that was. That they were so old. But, I mean, I love the Jeffersons. And even though, you know, let's just go and say it out loud. George was a bit of a, you know, a racist. Yep. And I know they people say black people can't be racist. I ain't here to argue all that. I'm just saying, the man shouldn't have been calling Tom no honky. And that's just rude. <laughs> that's just rude. But you know what? And one of the things I do appreciate about the Jeffersons, is the way they used race and yeah. all, some of the big issues in life. They were able to 
kind of use George to like make it really funny, but they would always go back to a serious moment. Like I, the one that stands out for me because I've seen it recently is when Lionel and Jenny got divorced. Yeah, they really dealt with people getting divorced and how you have two families and how all of these things, how you work within that process. I mean, it was funny at first about, you know, they, you know, how they each took the side of their child, which is what people do when a divorce happens. Yeah. And they always brought it back together. You know, they would deal with a serious issue like something like that. And then they would, you know, kind of smooth it over. Yeah, and that was the wonder of the of the writing. And if you think about it now, of course, we're now in our 50s looking back at this, but these shows came out right after all the turbulence of the 60s and the racial stuff and Dr. King being murdered and uh, JFK and, and, and Robert Kennedy and all the racial tensions. Then you suddenly have these shows where he's calling this white man honky and we're all laughing about it. But then they were kind of showing how ridiculous all this racial stuff can be. And we're all just really humans. Because eventually George and, and uh, girl, Tom, you're not a man that Yeah, George and Tom became best friends. Yep. Eventually. Yep. This show was, and I mean, it had the first, it was number one as longest running sitcom with african-american leads in it it has 253 episodes wow and i probably done seen them all at some point or another because the jeffersons was my show because george was just so ridiculous that you just had to laugh but you also loved that these characters were evolving and they and they dealt with race and then they they dealt with Class. you know all the yeah, the different things. Florence and her. <laughs> I love Florence, Lord Jesus. But I mean, it dealt with that whole socio-economical, you know, she came in. Remember how shocked Florence was when she went to work for them? And she was like, y'all live here? <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, what I'm saying is, that's not something we normally saw. Like, what? You live where? Around who? Your daddy owned what? I mean, we just thought every black person got up and just, they worked. They didn't really own, own stuff. They, they just worked. And so, yeah, we were Florence. We were Florence in that because we was like, ooh, we, y'all living good. And you know what was really good about them? They let Florence stay there with them. Florence was a oh, live-in yeah. maid. She got to experience all of the goodness of what they lived with. Yeah, that was that was good when Florence got to move me in and to live there. And you know what though, it got to a point where she was not uh just overcome by their wealth and their status. She treated them just like everyday people, which I love because you wouldn't want her to change who she is just because these people had a high financial status. And that was also a good storyline to have her in there with them and her just bringing that real spin to it not that the jeffersons ever got caught up they kind of always knew i think george always knew in the back of his head because he was always hustling for uh, for business and accounts right. it's not he said i'm rich i'm made to the east side i'm gonna sit down that man was after mr Whittendale like he was his boyfriend i mean i was like 
Could you leave Mr. Whitdale alone, Joey? Baby, George was always after that money. And that next contract. So he had a hustler's mentality because some kind of way he knew, I got to keep making this move. I got to keep making this move because, you know, what got me here is hustling. So I, I did. I just, I love, love, love the Jeffersons. They were a good, good laugh. And it was just good to see successful black people. And, to know that people who who have quote made it still have issues and problems and setbacks, so I think the Jeffersons did us all a, a favor by you know, being on. They the showed day. us what overcoming looked like, and once you could see what overcoming looked like, it helped you get there. It did. It gave you some hope to see, you know, once a week that show of them and how George worked and got there and all of that, you thought, okay, black people can, you know, it just wasn't outside the realm of possibility anymore. You know? So, yeah, I, I really liked the Jefferson. It was a good show. Alright, so now the other thing we're going to talk about which was really cool was the recently the new Netflix, the self-made inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. And that was with Octavia Spencer, Tiffany Haddish, and Blair Underwood. Child, now I liked it. I really, really, really liked that movie of uh, Madam C.J. Walker. And then Octavia Spencer, baby, listen. She needs to get an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, an Oscar, a Hoodie Award, a Spirit Award, every kind of award. Give her the prize out the cereal, honey. She acting. That was good. That was good. And you know, one of the things that folks pointed out, and I thought, you know what, that's so true. She she, uh, played Tiffany's mother, and they only a few years apart. Girl, now you know that's how they do us in black shows. You know that's how they do us. Your mama, your same age, they just put her in some makeup and a different wig. Mm-hmm. But she did such a wonderful job. I love the story. And I know there's been reports that the story wasn't 100% accurate, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. I think that the issue for me, though, that I loved was her road to success. I mean, just, I think they were, what, only one or two generations out of slavery? Yep. One for her. Just one. Her just one. And for her to be able to get out there with all the limitations. You know, we talk about we have limitations now. She has a real, like, you can see every day limitations in your face. But she just kept going and kept going. And kept going. And it was just inspiring to see what all she was able to build. And how she had this vision. You know? I mean, this lady is one generation out of slavery. But she had a vision to expand a company and a business. And, I mean, that just blows my mind. And we here now, with all the resources we have don't have as much vision as she had but she had a vision and she worked it and i mean it's just hats off to her for all the things that she did i mean she was truly a very smart businesswoman and a an innovator i think yes and that was one of the one of the articles i read uh the guy quoted uh he was talking about this movie and all of the things 
well, all of the things that Madam C.J. Walker had actually done. And she said, you know, we get to Harvard and we think they created a lot of stuff. And then you look back at this woman's life and you see she was doing this stuff before they even came up with the idea. Yeah. Like going yeah. around and teaching folks how to do stuff so they could sell her products there and they would know how to use it. And they started their own businesses. The thing that just really got me as I researched her story was that she created a business for African-American women where they would only have to deal with African-American women. Yeah, see, that's what I'm Cut out of slavery and you ain't got to deal with white people no more. You just going to deal with black people. She had other black women selling and making money for their families. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, that woman, her mind, her business sense was just, just, I mean, just through the roof. Just through the roof when you see her story. And I think that's what's so great is that they're presenting a story of somebody who... And, you know, no shade to people who can sing or dance or, or play sports. But this was someone who, who just had vision for a business and she went out and she did it. And I think I can relate to that more so because she just came up, you know, she had this hairstyle. And she thought, okay, I can market it this way or I can do this or I can do that. And I can help y'all become better also. You know, she just included. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, there were several women who did stuff like this back during her time. And I think the thing that made her stand out, the thing that makes her still, her company still be alive today, is that she was more concerned, or at least she showed more concern about how other women felt about themselves. She knew that, you know what? If you get your hair to look in, in a way that you find pleasing, it's going to change the way you look at life. Girl, and if that don't preach right there, prophetess yep. T.J. Walker. Yes. That's it, because you know our hair is our crown. We sitting right now in a pandemic, and everybody trying to decide, do I want my lungs, or do I want my hair done? And I'm telling you, some days, some days it's sketchy. Some days it's sketchy. Because we love getting our hair done. So she knew. And that's what the lady had vision. And I just love that whole story about her. And seeing those images on TV and and just this whole story behind it. And I thought, wow. And that was one of the things that I'm really going to just, you know, pat them producers on the back. They presented that story in a way that will make young girls proud. Yes. Being, of that being a part of their history. You know what yes. I mean? The way they presented the story, the way they told the story. I mean, you walk out of that feeling like, woo, yeah, I could do that. You know? And yeah. That's, that's what we want our stories to do. We want our stories to build each other up. Because that was one of the things that's very powerful about Madam C.J.'s Walker. She is about lifting up the race. About, yeah. I'm doing this so that you can lift yourself up and then you can lift some other people up with you and that i'm telling you that's the beauty of that whole story i just love the story i love the way it was presented and again uh octavia spencer girl you get a standing ovation because she played her with so much heart and just so much i mean oh I just felt like she was Madam CJ. And I ain't never met Madam CJ and I ain't met Octavia. But I just felt like she really played that part. She was so believable. So believable. 
You know the one I love was Blair Underwood. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh. I, I loved. It. I I mean I know he just kind of messed that thing up there at the end, but he was there for her in the beginning. He was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. He was very supportive, and you know what? He hung out a lot longer than most black men would, considering she was like, "This is my company, but I need you to do this." Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on one thing. She did kind of, you know. Treat the man bad a little bit, but that don't excuse his doggish behavior. That just don't excuse his doggish behavior. But now nah, that's that's all I'm gonna say about Blair. I ain't giving Blair no kudos. He can't get the prize out the cereal. He he can't get nothing from me. Okay, but she did his time to treat him bad. Blair get the prize out the cereal for still looking like Blair from Saint Elsewhere or whatever that show was back in the eighties. Girl, now let me tell you something. That's some witchcraft right there. Now, I can't believe that man still looks that good. Girl. Girl. We've been looking at that man since we was in our teens. And he looked almost That black what? what? I don't know what he's drinking and what he eating, but just give me half. Don't he look good? He do. He do. Blair looks good, but now yeah, he was doggish and this, so that now. That's all I'm gonna give him. That's all I'm giving. He played that role too. He played that role too. So I was like, man. But she didn't let him stop her. She did not let him stop her. And that's the other part. It broke her heart, but she kept on moving. And I said, get it, girl. But yeah, that was good. Now, the other thing that's really kind of cool about this, um, this, series it was four four episodes on netflix it started in march um this this project was executive produced by lebron james his best friend maverick carter janice sherman and she's uh uh the showrunner for uh a show called claws on tnt and Uh cassie lemons the woman who directed harry and so they it was a good team to put this together it really was because you know side note I watched Harriet and I didn't think I was going to like Harriet at first because I thought eh, I don't know you know because my image of Cynthia who played Harriet is just this powerhouse of a singer mm-hmm. so for her to you know be this slave woman I thought man you just too you know you just too beautiful and you can't be Harriet but I mean she really did a good job playing Harriet and telling that story so that was that was really well done I'm, I'm just very pleased with a lot of the movies that they have put out regarding our black heroes telling our stories and so I, I give them a, a stand up hand clap on uh, Harriet which I know we're not talking about but on Madam C.J. Walker yeah that's, that's one you know back in the old days we used to say I'm gonna buy that when you come out yep. so when that one come out I'm gonna buy that Yep, that's one you gotta get. You gotta get the DVD on that. Gotta get DVD so we can sit and watch it again and again. You're right. You're you right. Get the real one, not the bootleg. No, no, I don't want nobody standing up going to the bathroom in my copy. I want the movie copy. And we don't want to hear all them people laughing and talking. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear Big Mama tell me now. Who is that? Nope. I want the movie copy. Yes. Well, that was good. The Jeffersons, self-made. All right now, all right now. 
Yeah, those those were two. I'm giving them two thumbs up. That that was good. That, that was, was good. That was. All right, now. Until next time, we'll see y'all on the TV. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Join us for our next episode when we talk Bond, James Bond. And so Saturday we'll chat about James Bond, okay? I've been, uh, I done started watching In Her Majesty's Service, the old one with That's George. With George? Yeah. Wow, okay. You know, I, I'm just, you know, because I'm raised on Bond who blowing stuff up and shooting people mm-hmm. head off, watching George, I'm like, well, damn, all he did was kick the man in the stomach. Why ain't falling down like that? They ain't, they so soft. But I forgot I was raised on violence, so. Yes, you were. Thank you for joining us for this monthly podcast of TV Talk with the Sisters. The music for this podcast was created by Dave DeBerry.